RSS.com. In this episode, we're chatting all about AI and podcasting. We're jamming with Deidre Shen, CEO and co-founder of Capshow. Join us as we explore the role of AI in idea generation, scripting, and even post-production of your podcast. Enjoy the show. All right. So Deirdre, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you could be here. Can you do us a favor and tell us what you do? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on here, Ashley. Um, so I am the CEO and co-founder of Capshow, which is the fastest way to repurpose and market your expert content. Uh, and so essentially what our users do is they will upload their podcast audio file or a video file. Um, and in literally under 10 minutes, we create a lot of their content marketing assets for them. So their title and description, their social media um, captions across multiple platforms um, and emails, a couple of emails, one that's promotional, one that's engagement, um, a YouTube description, LinkedIn article, four types of blog posts. We identify sound bites for them. Um, we pull out quotes. Um, we help them create a short three to five minute YouTube segment um, from their long form episode. Um, and we also have a short form script generator. So a lot of things that Capshow does for a podcaster. <laughs> so it sounds like, um, you're using, I'm, I'm guessing like an AI technology to, to take all these assets and, and make them happen. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. So basically how I guess AI, um, works is there's like large language models. Um, and basically there are a few in the market that have kind of pretty dominated the, the, the market right now. So open AI being one. Um, but there are a handful of others, um, you know, Google Bard, et cetera. Um, and so when we first started, so we launched, we went live just over a year ago, a year and like three weeks ago. Uh, and at that time we were actually thinking we were actually in, like in the middle of looking at building our own. Um, but then because all, you know, all of these large language models came out, it just didn't make sense to do that. So we've in, instead just started to, um, train these large language models for our use case, which is specifically how do we help a podcaster and their anchor, how do we help amplify their anchor content? So it's not about making up, you know, content outside of that. It's really anchored in that expert content that they're putting in to capture. Yes. And and that's what actually got me so excited and, and made me want to kind of talk to you about this because we recently did a post on um, AI and podcasting. And so I want to ask you, like, in terms of AI and podcasting, what do you think the biggest benefit of all these amazing software that are, that are coming out? Like, what do you think the big, ben big benefit is to podcasters and why should they consider using it for themselves? Yeah. So it depends because AI is across the board in terms of where it can help podcasters. So I kind of think about it in terms of from a process perspective where AI can and needs to play a part uh, in that process. And I can even identify parts of that. I would recommend that we don't leverage AI. And that's probably more from like an ethical, moral perspective. But obviously, you know, people can just like bin that advice and, and do what they want to do. Um, so I'll start there and then, you know, and then we can kind of talk about what makes AI so powerful in those, in those um, parts of the process. So if we think about podcasting, there's kind of like in my mind, three really big parts of it. There's the um, idea generation, scripting, you know, the pre-recording part of it. Then there's the recording part of it. And then there's the post, you know, production 
part. So the first bit, which is really, you know, how do I come up with ideas? Um, how do I find guests? How do I, um, even if, you know, anyone scripts, I, I script my, so my episodes as well. Um, it, when it comes to scripting, AI and let's say ChatGPT, for example, is great at helping to inspire thoughts or to maybe give you a different perspective or um, highlight something that maybe you hadn't thought about before. And you're like, oh, actually, that's a really good thought starter. Let me just take that one little piece and expand upon it myself. But that's the extent to which I'll use AI in the post, uh, in the pre-production process, uh, because really I'm very, very passionate about the fact that as creators, um, as podcasters, we need to be telling our own stories, leveraging our own experiences and sharing the value that we've created, like we've, you know, earned, I guess, in that, in that, in our lifetime. And AI cannot replace that and definitely should not be replacing that because when you think about what it is that we're doing, why we're creating is because fundamentally we want to be creating a connection with our audience. And the only way that we can create a connection with our audience is if we share about ourselves. So that's a part that I would never use AI to do. Um, the second part, which is the recording. Now, there are a lot of AI um, tools and it's only going to get better and smarter that can clone your voice, um, that can start to clone your image and, you know, create videos out of, out of you. I also... Uh, at this stage would not recommend doing that. And the reason why uh, using AI for that part of it, and the reason why is because, again, when we think about connection, uh, our voice, our accent, the way that we, you know, I, and I just did it right there, which is like, I will stop in mid-sentence because another thought comes up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to jump to, you know, we do that as humans. And that's actually what creates the connection as well is that, you know, you listen to that and it's like, because I get so passionate, excited about something, you that energy comes through and that's what other, you know, your audience is picking up on. Now it's not for everyone because some people might listen to me and be like, oh my gosh, it's, she's so frustrating and irritating because she doesn't complete her sentences or, or X, Y, Z, whatever. But you know, that's, uh, that's also what you want to be doing with, uh, that's how you connect. You're either connecting to repel the people that just are never going to be um, part of your community or you want to attract the ones that do. So that's why even in that recording part, I would always say, do not use AI there. It should, it needs to be you. Now, once you've, you know, you've pre, you've, you've done your pre show stuff, you've recorded it. Um, then there's kind of the post productions, um, part of it. And that's where I fundamentally believe AI can do the best and should do the heavy lifting. Um, because A, it takes a lot of time. Um, and B, because in my experience and the reason why I created Capture, is because the podcast itself or whatever anchor content that you're creating, whether that's a YouTube video or podcast or um, a live stream, for example, like that only gets you so far, which is in my experience, not very far at all. <laughs> because the what, like what you really need to do is the marketing of it. It's actually the promote, the getting it out there. And when I figured this out with my first podcast, um, and I started doing the things like it got to the point where it broke me and my team around all of the content that we had to create and all the things. Now it was great because we got the results. You know, I did multiple six figures in my first year podcasting just through my business because of what we were doing. But that by breaking the, like it's not sustainable way of doing it without leveraging technology like AI to help you there. So for me, that part, which is, and the great thing is, and again, this is what Capture does is it's anchored 
in your content, in your stories, in your experiences, in the value that you've, you're providing because you've done the manual human work upfront. Um, and so that means that at the back end, you can use AI to just amplify that. Um, and it's such a great use case. And why, and for, you know, to come back to your original question, which is like, why is this so important? Is because from a podcasting perspective, I think we all know the stats about around pod feed and how prevalent that is. And it's because we're not doing a few things. A, we're probably not being consistent in recording um, and publishing. And B, we're not being consistent in marketing. And the the combination of of those two things means that we're actually not going to get the results that we want, which means that we're going to look at our podcast and be like, why am I doing this thing? It's not actually creating any kind of, I'm not getting any kind of ROI on the time that I'm spending on it or the money that I'm spending on it. And so that's why we stop our podcast. Um, and so, yes, I fundamentally believe you need to be using AI in your, you know, your podcasting flow, but it's really in where and how you use it. Uh, all right. So back to this though. So I, I agree with you completely that you can't really uh, replicate, you know, like inflection and voice and things like that. But what do you think about like the overdub, like with the script, you know, what do you think about using it in post to if you misspoke or something like that? I'm mm. curious about that. Yeah, I think that like to just um, uh, do the little tweaks and stuff, there's absolutely no issue. I, I would, I do it myself. But, I mean, I haven't tried it in a while, so they've probably come leaps and bounds. But I remember when I, yeah. they first released it, I did try it. And it was a little bit weird too, because you know, it wasn't quite hitting the mark. Um, but yeah, I would totally use it if I'm like, oh, I'll, I need to change my lead magnet or the thing, just, just like one small piece. 100%. I would, yep. I would do that. But I know that there are people who are literally standing up full podcasts and getting an AI to, you know, record the whole thing. Um, and that's where I'm like, oh, I just, yeah, that I, I ethically can't stand behind at this point in time. That makes sense. And, and you know, the, the thing is though, like the other thing about it is it kind of scares me, you know, and that's one of the big things that people talk about. You know, you have your deep fake Tom Cruise videos that are going on TikTok and, mm -hmm. and all these other deep fakes that are happening. What yes. do you think about well, deep fakes and podcasting. Oh, it's, yeah, it's scary. Because <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine a world where like, we don't even know what's real and not real, like, and that's going to be everywhere. That's going to be everywhere. And it feels like we're on the cusp of it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's already happening. Um, You know, it was already such a big thing around like, you know, you know, misinformation. I know that that's like an extreme, you know, example of it. But yeah. it's it's a very small, again, a very small tweak to go from like, oh, what we're doing is okay and, you know, we're, we're just going to have something else, AI, to replicate our voice or replicate our, you know, to then going into misinformation, which is a really, really scary thought. Um, So I'm, yeah, not, uh, I, I am a little bit perturbed by what is to come. Um, and I do, if we're going to be honest, have a bit of a dystopian view on what AI is going to do uh, to society and, and in, definitely in the future. But, uh, and that's why, you know, honestly, with Capture, we did a few things inside of it, um, which we launched as part of Capture 2.0 early this year. We did a few things that kind of intuitively put a little bit more friction into the platform so that we could force our users, our Captureovians to actually interact with their content because we could see it's a very slippery slope that we start to go down when we try to rely on AI to do 
everything without us as a human, as a creator, putting in thought or, um, you know, in like actually engaging with our own, with the things that we're putting out there. So yeah, so I, um, I, it's, it's on my mind around like what AI is going to do and, and the things that it's going to bring. Um, and as much as possible being in the space, I'm trying to do what I can to counteract some of it and keep it ethical. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. I I can't help but think about, you know, like um, one of the things that's happening right now in in Hollywood that I'm hearing about a lot and, you know, writer strike aside and and all the stuff that's going on. I've been hearing a lot about um, contracts being changed so that if they decide that they're going to use overdub or that they're going to use your face or or Mm -hmm. whatever to, to basically, you know, fix things in post, that they are now updating contracts for celebrities that if they do a movie, and then they want to go and make some changes that they have to now get paid extra to use their face for those things. And yes. I think that's, I think it's fascinating and it scares the crud out of me, but you know, who knows what's going to happen. It kind of reminds yes. me of, um, you know, Will Smith and iRobot when he's like, you're experiencing a car accident. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> this, I don't know. I, I guess I, I get nervous about the AI overlords, but at the same time, I feel like if we don't lean into it, since it's coming anyway, it's yeah, exactly. You were, yeah, we're going to get left behind. So yeah. uh, with that in mind, though, what do you think, like in terms of your workflow um, for a podcast, what do you think a person needs to do whenever they're doing things in post? What are the top things that they should use AI for to market it? I know we've already touched on like emails and social media and stuff, but I'm talking mm. about from your perspective, what do you think is the best? Um, yeah, so I have a whole like content dripping system that I, um, that I leverage myself, but I also do teach some of the Capshovians as well. Um, and it's really anchored in. Okay. So let me talk about, first of all, uh, if it's okay, I'll, I'll talk about my traffic pyramid framework just to set context as to how I think. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Let's go. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. And then we can get into the content dripping, um, strategy, but okay. So the, the traffic pyramid framework is there's four tiers to it. Um, and this is literally, if you can hit all these four tiers, then you will get unlimited traffic to wherever it is that you're trying to get them to. So whether it's your podcast or your business, wherever. Um, and so those four tiers is the, the bottom tier is what I call passive organic marketing. And that's what we're doing when, um, you know, we record a podcast, we publish it, and then we kind of sit back and we're like, yes, job done. All right. The podcast is out. <laughs> Or we do that a lot on social media, right? We'll just like put up a post and then it's like, cool. Like I, I feel good about myself. I posted something. Um, and we'll just let the algorithms do its thing, which in a lot of our cases is nothing. <laughs> it really doesn't do anything for us. So that's kind of like the passive organic marketing is where we're just creating content and we're putting it out there, but we're not, we're, we're just hoping we're crossing our fingers and hoping that it'll do something. Um, how we actually make that start to work for us, how we make our content work for us is to get going to the second tier, which is active organic marketing. Um, and this is where we start to, there's kind of like in my mind, two areas that we, um, need to be actively optimizing our content for. So one is what I call in discovery. So, um, think about search. So Google, YouTube, Pinterest, even the podcast player apps, there's a lot that we can do to optimize for, to get discovered through search. Uh, and we can start to make it active and work for us that way. We start to actually make the algorithms work for us. And then on the other hand, there's like, how do we actually get visible smartly? So this is where we're now talking about social media platforms. Like, what is it that we need to do on those platforms to actually activate the content, our, our content for us? 
a lot of that is, hey, we just need to use social media platforms for what they were designed to do, which is to engage and be social and build a community. And, you know, like that, like a lot of that heavy lifting is actually what we need to do to activate our organic content on social media to get ourselves visible. So that's like the second tier. And the third tier on top of that is um, I call that leveraging other people's audiences. Now, in the podcasting space, it gets to be like pretty second nature to us because a lot of times we guest a lot um, or we get guests on our on our own podcast. And that's a great way to leverage someone else's audience. Um, but it doesn't just stop there. I mean, there's a whole host of ways, uh, way, ways that you can leverage people's audiences, all sorts of collaborations. Um, you know, there's a lot of virtual summits that happen. There's a lot of stages that other stages that you can be speaking on. There's just so many things that we can be doing above and beyond just guesting on, on other podcasts. So that's the third tier. And then the fourth tier, um, which I is only, I actually don't spend a lot of time at this stage on the fourth tier, but it's paid ads. Um, because there's already so much that you can do in the bottom three tiers that's quote unquote free. Um, that can get so much, get you so much traffic and so much visibility that I, even for, for me, like I, I, I'm not even looking at paid ads right now at this stage, even for our business. So those are the four tiers of the traffic pyramid, um, passive organic, active organic, leveraging other people's audiences and paid ads. So when you think about that, um, then you kind of go into, you know, where, uh, AI can really, I mean, AI can play a part in any of those tiers. Um, but there's a reason why it's it's a pyramid and, you know, you want to be focusing on the bottom, on your foundations first, is because anytime you try to ascend it, even when you're looking to leverage other people's audiences, a lot of times, you know, like they'll, so for example, Ashley, I'm sure that you might have checked me out maybe on social media or some, you know, you might have gone to my website or something just to learn more about me. And now if I was not present on any of those platforms, you might be like, oh, is this person a real? and you know, do they even have a community or an audience that is going to care about, you know, listening to this podcast because she's on like all these things, right? So you you kind of have to have those bottom tiers working for you before you can really um, meaningfully ascend up the pyramid. Um, so that's why I say, you know, with from an AI perspective, if we can focus on the bottom two tiers first, so yes, create like helping to create some of that content or helping to um, make that creation process more efficient for you without losing your humanity, like the humanness part of it, uh, then you want to be using AI there. And then definitely in the second part around how you actually make that content active, there's so many opportunities to, to leverage AI there as well, which is um, some of what Capture does too. Um. So that was a lot. And I'm sure that when people are listening to this, the first thing they're thinking is, oh, my goodness, everything that she just described is going to take me so much time. What would you say mm. to that? Um, it, okay, I'm not going to lie and say it's not <laughs> because cause it does. It does take. But what I would say is that, um, you know, I'm talking about just like we all do, right? We, we paint the picture. So that's like the future. If, if you can build this whole pyramid for yourself and have it, you know, working like on an evergreen basis, that's like what you want to aspire to, but you're not going to get there from day one. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not even there to be honest. And I came up with the dang things. <laughs> you know, you kind of think like <laughs> she must be there. But as I said, like I'm not even leveraging paid ads, for example. Um, I really taken my time to build those foundations to start at tier one. All right. I'm going to set up my podcast. 
um, and I'm going to do that consistently. And then it's like, okay, now I'm ready to do things with it. Um, I'm ready to start to amplify the message that I'm creating on my podcast. I use Capture to do that. So it creates my social media captions. Um, it creates my emails. It creates my blog posts. It creates my LinkedIn articles. It creates all of these things. And that's all, by the way, still in tier one, right? Because it's just creation of things. Um, and then it's like, Okay, so I've got that. And if I can do that consistently for a period of time, it starts to become a habit. It's like, yep, yeah, okay, I feel good. I've, I'm releasing a podcast episode every week. I'm blogging every week. I'm sending out an email every week. Okay, this is, this is now a habit. This is just something that I do. And then it's like, okay, now let's start to activate it. Let's start to make it active and work for us. That's the second. So it could take you um, four weeks. It could take you three months. It could take you a year. Like there's no time limit on this, by the way, because we all have different lives. We're all in different situations. Um, you just have to know, you know, what does that look like? What could that look like for you by way of, Hey, I'm full time on this thing. And I want to really like, not, I've got the time. I've got the, I'm got the energy. I'm going to knock this out of the park. Awesome. I'm going to spend four weeks, you know, just head down, creating my tier, my, my first tier. And then I'm going to be ready for the second tier. Right. So it just, it depends. Um, and so then when you get into the second tier, then it's like, okay, now I need to optimize, you know, all of the, the, um, the discoverability content that I'm creating. So we're talking like blog posts and we're talking, um, you know, YouTube videos, things like that. And even the, 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 the podcast, how do I now get really uh, way more, um, intentional around how I create that content and how I put it out there? Right. So that could look like things like, well, I know that YouTube, you know, yes, I could put my, my whole podcast onto YouTube and I've been doing that week after week. But then I'm like, okay, but actually what works really well on YouTube are more tutorial style or how-to videos and shorter. You know, people don't want to spend too long just watching a conversation. They just want three to five minutes. Just give me the good stuff. Awesome. Okay. Now I know that if, if that's my hypothesis going in, I'm going to start creating those. And by the way, Capture helps you do that too. But uh, I'm going to start to to create that so that I can start to optimize for YouTube. Or, you know what, I'm going to go all in on, and by the way, this is another tip just to answer your question, Ashley, as well, or, you know, um, to add on to it is like only focus on like one or two platforms. So I generally focus on one discoverability style platform and one visibility, visibility style platform. So discoverability, I'm like Google, right? Like I've just gone all in on how do I get my podcast found on Google. And we know that there are certain things like, yes, you could, you should be looking for good keywords that, you know, your audience wants to, but that's like the tip of the iceberg because it's actually so much more um, around rich media, around backlinks, around all these other things that you need to be doing for your blog post if you really want to activate it and get it found. Um, I was already in the habit of like, yep, I'm just publishing blog posts. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to have all these things. But now I'm like, okay, I've become a habit. I freed up some time that mental capacity that's been used, that was used to create this thing. Now it's, that's freed up. So I can actually go in and be like, okay, I'm going to create rich media for this. That might look like an infographic. All right. I'm going to start to actually create infographics now for all my blog posts. Or it might look like um, me trying to get, um, you know, backlinks. So I'm going to start to reach out to people to be like, hey, do they want to maybe share about this blog post? Or is this a topic that's of interest to them? You know, like pick like one, two things, do that for another four weeks and then the, the next thing and then the next thing. Everything just builds on each other. Um, and so, and, and by, and then 
by the time you do it's like it almost happens quicker than I think we think it does. But then before you know it, you have your traffic pyramid built. Uh, and it was just because you were able to very like intentionally go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, but everything that is worth it takes time. And if we believe enough in the thing that we're building and the message that we're putting out there, then yes, it's going to take time, but also leveraging tools like capture, like RSS.com, like a whole bunch of like a, you know, a, it is going to help you and you're going to not feel so alone in the process. Um, I mean, that makes complete sense to me. And I mean, you know, I come from the blogging world. And so building things on top of each other already is like mm -hmm. kind of ingrained in me. And, you know, the great thing is nowadays, the more you update your your blog posts, the better, like, let's yes. get to Google that you keep going back and touching it. So I like what you said about the idea of then going back and making rich media. Because then you can go back and update all your old blog posts yeah. with all your good juicy new stuff. So I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be taking advantage of that because I think that's a fun idea. I never would have thought of that actually to just make an infographic of something that I already did. Like I love talking yeah. about repurposing. Yeah. But um. But yeah, because what a great idea. Brilliant. <laughs> just like that alone. Like that's it. I'm good. Done with the interview. <laughs> Have a great day. I love that tip. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But um. But yeah, that's really good stuff. Um. And the other thing that you said that, you know, about how if it, if it, you know, something that's good, it's going to take time. That's one of the biggest things I always say is that's why you need to know your why before you start podcasting. Mm -hmm. Like any, anytime I talk about starting a podcast, it's always like, but why are you doing it? And if you can't answer that with something other than, oh, I want to get rich. Cause <laughs> like, like, you know, like we had Kate it's Volman not on. Gonna make, it's not going to help you get rich. <laughs> Oh, no. Like we had we had Kate Volman on and, and she said to me, she's like, if you want to make money podcasting, please do something else. You know, like it's, it's really the truth. Like you can make money podcasting, but unless you are already a celebrity and you already have an audience, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit harder of a climb. But yes. But do you think it is possible, you know, leveraging the assets that you're creating with Capshow or, or with whatever you're creating it with? Mm -hmm. In your opinion, is it still possible in 2023 and 2024? Um, to take all these assets that we're creating and still leverage them in a way that we can get, I guess, some form of internet fame. <laughs> oh, um, I guess it depends on what we, what, you know, we think internet fame is um, because like for, so Capture was um, specifically, we built it really for expert entrepreneurs. Um, so we're talk talking like coaches, consultants, service providers. Um, so internet fame in that world looks a lot different to internet fame in like the, Kardashian yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. Right. So very, very different. Um, can it, can it help you get internet fame in your world, in your niche, like to your audience? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, um, you know, even for me, and this is like, I'm so surprised by this, but I was talking to, um, Brian Balletta. So he, um, has the sounds profitable newsletter and he was like, he was saying, um, he was like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you're like one of my favorite or my top podcasting influencer. And I'm like, what? Like that makes absolutely no sense because A, I don't think that I'm a podcasting influencer at all. <laughs> but B, I'm like, there are way cooler people out there that's, you know, um, but that's, but I think that's the thing. It's like, again, you just, when you're talking about the things that you're so passionate about all the time and you're finding, you know, and, and you're 
you know, for me, like on social media and email, like a lot of the, I mean, I do a lot more than just talk about my podcast because I have a business. So, you know, but even if I was just talking about my podcast, like, yes, I use Capture to do that. Um, but I also put my own spin on it, which is also a really, really important thing, by the way, if we're talking about AI coming back to that, you've got to put your own edit, like you've got to make it yours. Um, it's a great starting point, but you still fundamentally have to make it yours. Um, and I was, so I was really surprised, but even that is like, would you call that internet famous? Like, I don't think I, I would in the traditional traditional sense, but to my audience, like to the people that I actually care about reaching and talking to, then yeah, maybe I am a little bit internet famous, you know, from, from that perspective. So I think it really depends on, um, I would say that in, in your niche only, and I would say for most of us, we should really only care about our niche, our audience, mm. um, whether or not you're able to make an impact on, on them. So, um, yeah, I, it's possible. Um, probably not to do the Kardashian scale, but yeah. <laughs> but who wants that anyway? Exactly. I like the, I like that idea in the way that you said that because yes, it's so important that if you're, in fact, if you're if you're trying to reach your people, the people that actually need to hear your message, it sounds like using AI is a great way to actually make that happen. Mm-hmm. You're getting the messages to the people that actually need to hear it. Yes. And um, one of the things that that keeps coming through in this is how important it is. To have your authentic message. And that's why I like the idea of, of basically focusing on AI and post mm-hmm. is because then you're making sure it's still your words. It's still your authentic voice. It's still you. Yeah. You're just using a little bit of help to, you know, streamline that get process. Out the cobwebs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Clean out the cobwebs. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Well, um, Deirdre, everything that you've talked about has just been awesome. And I, I love everything you've said, but uh, I have to ask you, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think that we need to cover in AI and podcasting that you really want to make sure we put in this episode? Uh, um, not, I don't think so. I'm, I'm happy to just go wherever the conversation um, leads us. Uh, yeah, I, that's, it's always a really hard co- question for me to answer. So, <laughs> no, but if there's anything else that you want to talk about, I'm totally happy to talk about that too. Okay, well then, uh, since we're already giving you complicated questions, I got to ask you my, I guess, I guess it would be my, my Barbara Walters question. <laughs> what is one question I didn't ask you, you really wish I had? It could be on anything, doesn't even have to be podcasting related. Um, hmm. I that I wish you had. Um, I also don't really have, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, not, I, I'm good. I mean, you can ask me, Barbara. Just want to be like, like, what's your deepest, darkest hidden fears? And <laughs> but no, I, I actually no, I think I. This was a lot of fun. Good, I'm about? so glad to hear. Yeah. That. Well, what? Yeah, since we've talked about your podcast a few times, yes. you haven't actually name dropped it. What's yes. your podcast? Yeah, it's well, it's called Grow My Podcast Show. Um, essentially, it's it's what it is. It's like the, I talk to a lot of experts on you know what they've um, they've done to grow their show. So we talk a lot of strategies, a lot of tactics. I also do. So um, we had, for example, Alexi um, from Voxelize on, and he was talking about podcast visibility optimization. And then the next episode, we spoke about what it is that we've done based on that. What do we do? What um, changes do we make, and what results do we get? Uh, so it's also one of those podcasts where we're doing it alongside uh, our listeners and our audience as well, which is super cool. So Grammar Podcast Show, definitely go check it out. I also talk about the traffic pyramid. I talk about content dripping strategy. I talk about like everything on this. <laughs> what is the wildest strategy you've heard? 
Oh, okay. So one of our Capchovians, um, J.R. Sparrow, so I had him on and he was, he, he, his brain just thinks very differently, but he was saying that since using Capcho, he, um, for his, his episodes, he's gone from single digit downloads to like over 22,000 downloads. And I'm like, what? Okay. You've got it. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. And so he was saying one of the novel, I mean, he does multiple novel things, but one of the novel things that he does is he actually uses, um, like the social media, um, function of Capture, um, to help him come up with the content. And then he'll put it on Snapchat, actually. So this is a very, I mean, Snap, like, like, is that still a thing? But anyway, he did it. Wow. Right, yeah. So he puts it on Snapchat, but then he does this, um, geo, um, locating thing. So he'll, he'll actually push it out in, like he'll in, target it to like his location. And then from there, I, cause I, I'm not a user of Snapchat. So I, I'm, I'm going to do this totally a disservice, um, his strategy. But then he, there's, um, some where then people in that location share it as well. There's something that happens. I don't know. So they share. And so before you know it, it's like kind of just gone out to like thousands and thousands and th- tens of thousands of people um, because it's just done its thing. It's it's really weird. Anyway, you'll have to listen to that episode. It's with Jay Asper. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to look for it and put it in the show notes because, I mean, we're all looking for the upper edge. Let's let's just be honest. We're all trying to figure out how can we get more downloads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and more attention. Yes. But yeah, definitely well, that. Um, but also definitely listen to the episode that um, we did on podcast visibility optimization um, because that is a very, those are sound, sound um, data-backed strategies that everyone, like literally everyone should be doing. So yeah. that's So unfortunately, question. it sounds like what you're saying is podcasting is not like Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I wish. It you, can't, just... you can't build it and they will come. Yeah. No, no. Unfortunately, like nothing in my experience in like has, is that way, which is, yeah, it's not, it's, it's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. But at the same time, the good thing about it is if you do build your foundation and your pyramid mm-hmm. the right way, it sounds like you're going to at least find the people that you need to be finding. Totally. So speaking of finding, where else can we find you online? Yeah. So um, I guess the biggest thing if for anyone who was listening about Capture and they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to try this amazing software, which you do. Um, then what we've done is we've actually packed, packaged up a, um, extended free trial capture, but with some really cool bonuses. Um, I've spoken about visibility and discoverability. So I've actually got a free audio mini course for each of those. So how can you actually get yourself discovered inside podcast apps, inside, um, and on search? And also how do you get yourselves, yourself visible on social media? Um, so those are some free bonus audio mini courses that come with the extended free trial capture and that's at freegift.capture.com. Awesome. That is fantastic. Well, Deirdre, I want to thank you again for for being here with us. I mean, you've shared a lot of amazing stuff and I definitely have some notes that I'm going to be going over and and seeing what else I can learn about the whole AI and podcasting thing. But I guess if they don't take over the world, we'll try to have you on the show again and we'll do a follow up <laughs> on this and see what else happened and, and what other ideas you have. But uh, But yeah, I think this was great. Thank you so much. And next time I'll send my AI robot to have this. <laughs> I think that's coming. I think they're going to see that very soon. For sure. Thanks again. Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. 
To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.